future is Mecca. The previous episode. The afternoon technical stream started off in a blur and a daze as I waited for the drone squad to return and collect me. Davok pointed at me and Nabu and Klaus did the same. I didn't want to go home. I didn't want to sim. The drone kind of jerked and made an orbit around the baby. If only it was a hard vac ranger, things would be different. Why would anyone want to use a grocery drone to check out the baby? Friday morning was the best morning of the week. I woke up late to sunlight leaking in under the curtains with three whole days before I had to go back to the learning place. I was pretty happy, just lying there, not having to get up, with all that free time stretching endlessly in front of me. Until the negative part of my brain spoke up and said, Three days until you get kicked out and your dad explodes. The positive bit of my brain, which I'm sure was like a whole drone taking on a construction mecha, tried fighting back with today's tower battle series and visions of simming and winning. I zigzagged between the two, between down and up, until I was dizzy and starting to feel it in my empty stomach. Dad was in the kitchen when I went down. He was perched at the bench, scrolling through the streams on his tablet, sipping cold coffee out of a mug the same orange as his pilot suit. It was Friday so he was whiskery and unshaven. He looked up and grinned at me. That was good. If the learning place hadn't contacted him yet, they would wait until next week. I have a plan for us, he said, for the weekend. Me too, I said. I'm booked in for a sim series today that won't finish until four or five if I go well, and tomorrow I'm doing birthday stuff with Azalea and Coda. Your plan leaves plenty of time for my plan. I poured basic flakes in a bowl and drowned them in basic bean milk. He was being pretty enthusiastic. It had to be something I wouldn't like, and he knew he had to sell me on it. What's your plan? You'll love it. Cleaning the house and attacking the garden. I groaned through my flakes. Robovacs would do most of the work in the house. But our backyard was huge. And instead of a neat expanse of oxylon like we had out the front, it was an overgrown jungle back there. It could be an edible jungle if we booked some pollinator micro-drones. We did that two summers ago. I don't know where Dad got the money from. Maybe some was left over from when he sold the sturdy mech. Two months later, we found strawberries, tomatoes, and cucumbers amidst the bamboo and the peach trees and the domes of prickly blackberry. They're all pretty wonky looking compared to hydroponic stuff, but everything tasted amazing, especially the blackberries. Nah. Yaw. Nah. Double y'all. I was trying to find a way to get out of it, but then I had a brilliant idea, an idea totally worth hurting Robovax and getting dirty in the garden for. How about a deal for your plan? I'm listening. I help. No whining. And you let me cash out my sim points. Coda says he knows someone who can do it. You get the money back for that stupid mecha out there, then we order me a new mecha with all the money. He kept his eyes on his mug as he swirled the coffee around. I can't get Lima to take it back. He has to take it back. It doesn't work right. You can't sell malfunctioning mechas. He's gone. Transferred. To where? They wouldn't tell me. He owes you money. They have to tell you. Not at this place. They're big on secrets. Haven't you noticed I never told you where I'm working? Or what I'm doing? He was right. I just figured he was building stuff somewhere out in the industrial zone. Delivery platform ports or drone hives or rocket pads. So who are you working for? I said, and Dad laughed. I just told you. I can't tell you. C.O. 
Inu would never believe this. Or accept it. He had to tell me. But I'm your kid. Don't you trust me? Of course I trust you. But I signed screens declaring I wouldn't tell anyone, and the penalties are huge. Fines. Correction time. So you don't trust me. He set his cup down and gave me a serious look, with his eyebrows pulled down and his smile all flattened out. Enough, Prax. It's just business. I shoveled dripping spoonfuls of flakes into my mouth. Inu would be no help without the info. And getting it, well, it was already making me feel bad. On the one hand, Dad didn't trust me. On the other hand, he really couldn't trust me. He was thinking I might let it slip while I was straight up planning on telling Anu. At that moment, I kind of felt like I sucked as a son. But Anu, he wasn't going to tell anyone, was he? He just wanted to know all about the stupid baby. I didn't matter. Stream tests didn't matter. My dad didn't matter. In his weirdness, nothing mattered but getting the information he wanted. I asked Lemur's division head if I could return the Mecca. They said no, didn't they? She said they didn't have any records matching a green Mecca or any transaction. What do you mean? Well, I think it means we're not getting our money back. Lemur ripped us off. I'm really sorry about that. It'll teach me. A deal too good to be true is never a deal. It was already registered. It was... I should have ignored it when he offered it to me, but your birthday was coming up. All I could say was, Gah! I could see he felt bad by the way he stared at the last bit of coffee in his mug, not wanting to see me glaring at him. And I knew I should tell him not to worry about it, or that it would be okay, or something nice like that. But right then, I felt like it was mostly his fault. My life, our life, was about to be destroyed, and there was no way to fix it. So instead of saying something to make him feel better, I said I was going to go calibrate and left him alone in the kitchen with his head down, while I went to the small back room where the sim rig sat, feeling like I don't know what, like I was surrounded by shatter chargers and their timers were about to go off. Getting back into my virtual hardvac ranger helped. I started a private session of the construction trainer and threw stuff around for a bit. That turned into attempting to knock a crane drone out of the sky, which gave me an interesting idea to try during one of the matches. Coming up with a new move gave me a happy rush, pushing away the bad feelings I'd brought into the sim. I was working out the kinks in the setup when the invite for the first elimination round popped up. I transferred to the new lobby and the first surprise of the day. After all that time warming up in an 8-meter hardvac ranger, we were all going to be locked into 20-meter bugs. Except me, going by the avatars. Since my home sim rig didn't have the prosthetics for two extra arms, I was going to be in a standard 20-meter construction mecha. A smaller, faster mecha, like the Ranger, would have been more useful. The disadvantage was all mine. I didn't recognize any of the other players' tags. Their stats show they're all lower tier than me. Another disadvantage. They had probably seen me in action. They might even be watching supercuts right now of my past matches, trying to get a handle on what I might do. As the countdown to launch started, I had no idea what anyone's style was. Tactical, strategic, cooperative, berserker... But being the lone globe in the match, I could guess how it would start. The sim launched and we dropped into each corner of the landscape amongst building materials. Because we were piloting construction mechas, we had full tower modules at our disposal, as well as the standard panels and beams. As the other three bugs stomped towards me, just like I figured they would, I hooked my crane to a module and sent it flying up on a spiraling path. 
One bug was moving slower than the others. Guess they wanted to be sure they didn't reach me first. Never show fear. I grabbed a tower panel off the powered rack. It's a sheet of active alloy, the size of a module wall and about three centimeters thick. Disconnected from power, active alloy is as soft as steel. Leave it unpowered for an hour or so and it starts to crumble. With the fingers of my right hand, I hammered a hole in it near the edge, bending it a bit in the process and creating a simple handle. Now it was a shield and a weapon. I stomped towards the slow bug, carrying the panel like it was a shopping bag. Turning my head, I could see the other bugs changing direction to intercept me. But I was going to get to their friend first. The slow bug had a beam in each of their four hands. They started waving them in a fancy double-figure-eight defensive pattern as I closed in. It's quite the challenge keeping forearms moving so intricately when you only have two. The player must have dedicated solid blocks of time to mastering it. It would have gone better for them if they had spent a few minutes learning about footwork. Their feet were planted wide, giving them a strong base, but they were in a straight line. I grabbed the bottom edge of the panel with my other hand and lunged in from just out of striking range. The four swinging beams folded the panel edges but didn't reach me as I knocked the bug on his back. Even before it hit the ground, I had turned the panel so I could bring its one good edge, where I'd been gripping it, down like a knife blade into the gap between the ankle plate and the foot. It sheared completely off and their red flag popped up. I picked up the foot, turned around, and threw it at the other two who were closing in, shoulder to shoulder, beams out. I followed it with the plate, which is looking like a giant piece of grey crumpled paper now. There was only a slim chance that those things would cause them damage, but it was unexpected and made them pause just long enough for me to tell the crane to release the module I'd hooked to it at the start. The bug stepped forward as I stepped back, and then, because they made the rookie mistake of bunching together, the module, traveling now at a very high speed, hit both of them. One of their amputated hands flew out and struck me in the chest hard enough to leave a greasy mark from a severed cable on the panel. Game over. Not bad for a first match. Back in the lobby, the elapsed time was 2 minutes and 28 seconds. That was a personal best for me. The other players weren't very talkative. I guess they imagined their run would last a lot longer. They did send me GGs, for good game, but they logged out before any Vreemers or streamers could ask them for an embarrassing post-match post-mortem. A quick scroll through the board showed the other 255 matches were still going. Somewhere, an editor was looking for the best virtual camera angles and the best moments of the match to stitch together a quick replay to be shared as soon as possible. The Vreemers and streamers started popping in, on the hunt for interview, comments, any kind of content they could fill the net with. I didn't feel like talking to anyone, so I logged right out and pulled off my veer set. I had about 45 minutes until the next match. Azalea had sent me a pic. There's a view from a cockpit of a green permaturf field with the orange of a danger zone behind it. There are clusters of mechas everywhere except for a central circle. It could have been Learning Place 548, except the city towers in the background looked huge, and you couldn't see the tops of any of them. Her Malay competition was at an inner ring learning place, and there were dozens of teams. Crush them all, I sent her. Then I found the share of my match footage and sent that as well. She sent back a salute, a thumbs up, and an I'm in shock emoji, all followed by a string of X's. With time to kill, I opened up a private session of the station maintenance sim and just hung out at the full extension of my tether in a ranger, watching the earth turn beneath as the virtual space station sped around it. It's really relaxing. The earth is composed out of live satellite feeds, so it really is the real earth right now that you're seeing. I was crossing high over northern Africa, heading southeast towards Australia, 
and the great dead belt stretched around the earth, across most of Africa and southern Europe, through the Middle East and into Asia. I could just see the coast of India and the edge where the dark band of a vast sink tree forest met the wide shining strip of the belt. The link for the lobby of the next match arrived. We weren't piloting bugs this time. We were piloting six-meter basic mechs. The organizers didn't want us to get comfortable, did they? I had a tiny advantage. I was going from two arms to two arms, and I had all that time in a ranger in between. On launch, two of the players got straight into building. I looked across the field at the other player. They were watching me. We both started taking steps towards the nearest tower. That was how it was going to be. We would each try to take out a builder and then face each other. My target was building fast and shoddy, just beams slotted together. They didn't take the time to use even a single faster and they knew it. I called my crane in when I got close. They were trying to hit me with beams, but I was beyond the range a basic mech could throw one. With the crane overhead, I gathered a few loops of cable in my hand, swung the hook a few times and sent it flying into the middle of their fragile tower. When I sent the crane flying away, the cable followed until the hook caught on one of the beams and pulled it skyward. The whole tower tilted and started to collapse. The player jumped, and when his safety jets kicked in, I was waiting there with a beam. I hit his knees so hard the jets sent him spinning like a wheel as the red flag popped up and his precious building fell to the ground, the loose parts scattering across the field like a child's toy box being dumped on the floor. There was one other player left and they were still building. I guess my temporary ally had been beaten. Basic mechs aren't super strong, and they have a few major flaws, but they can handle construction. That's not saying much. All mechas can handle construction. They aren't very good at having beams and panels dropped on them, so climbing up that player's tower to fight them would be a suicide mission. I had to get up another way. My crane still had a beam on its hook, so I used it as a skylift. It's a standard tower battle maneuver. The other player saw me flying in and was ready and waiting for me when I arrived. They played it pretty cool. A crane carrying a beam and a mecha can't change direction very fast, so I was heading in on a straight, easily predictable path across the center of their rooftop. When I closed in, they stepped to the side to let the beam speed past in a finely timed move that showed experience and great spatial awareness. Except, at that moment I kicked off the beam into the empty air, away from them, making the beam spin so its end came around and smacked that smooth player square in the cockpit. Out of all the basic mech's flaws, the major one is just how fragile the cockpit body connection is. The cockpit went flying, the red flag came up, and as my emergency jets brought me to a safe landing on the field, his cockpit crashed to the ground off in the distance. I was through to round three and starting to feel hungry. Dad found me in the kitchen watching a tub of noodles spin in the microwave. Still in, he said. Heading into round three. I told him about the first two rounds. He grinned at my retelling of the first match. You never do the same thing twice. You keep everyone guessing and off balance. The microwave dinged and I pulled out the noodles. I don't feel like I'm doing different things, I said. I feel like I'm just playing the game. Dad poured coffee from the carton in the fridge into his mug. Maybe at some level you are. Maybe I think the thing you do consistently is is hit the sims. You've been remarkably consistent at that. I got it from you. I've seen your farm in Happiness Valley, or should I say, your cabbage empire. He laughed at that. Oh, you got me there. He headed out of the kitchen with his mug. How long until your next match? Twenty minutes or so. In that case, go around to all the rooms and open all the doors, curtains, windows. 
We need to air this place out. And can you carry the Robovacs upstairs and set them going? After checking, they're empty. It's been a while since we let them run. Do I have to? Yep, it's all part of the plan. Fine. The problem with eating noodles while scrolling through your mini-tab is it's always getting sprayed with bits of noodle juice as the noodles you slurp up flail around. So you wipe it, then you've accidentally opened a photo or a stream or scrolled back up or out. Or maybe I'm just a messy eater. The time kind of flashed by as I was checking out the results from other matches. I was happy to see that Feng, aka X Northern Blade X, had made it through to round three. I didn't even know he was competing. I thought it'd be cool if we both made it to the final round. I watched a clip of him catching a flying beam, spinning, and sending it straight back at a basic mech cracking its canopy. He's fast and smooth. I sent him a message. Catch you in the final! He replied with, 548, dominate! Which was kind of funny, because that's what the Metcross team was always shouting. If we did meet, I was going to have to take him out from a long way away. Then I had two minutes to log into the lobby for the next match. I left my empty noodle tub and ran around the dining area and the living area, opening the floor-to-ceiling curtains that covered the windows looking onto the backyard. I could see Dad out there hacking away in a big pile of vegetation next to the deck. Quite a bit of dust came off the curtains, but the vac bots would take care of that. I slid the big windows open, and the green smell of fresh sap or crushed stems, I don't know what it was, but it was the smell of gardening and it filled the house. In my room, I only had to open the curtains. For Dad's room, I just kept my head down and followed the carpet around the edge of the bed to the window and opened the curtains and windows. I left the room the same way. Then I walked down the hall to my sister's room and stood in front of the closed door with this big silver L for Lyrica on it and stared at it and knew I should open the door, but my hand wasn't interested in grabbing the door handle. It was almost exactly like trying to pilot the stupid baby. I took a breath and ran back down the stairs to the sim room and pulled on my veer set. I was in the lobby for just a few seconds before the match started. We were back in construction meccas. The field was about double the size and everything felt weird. Syrupy, but frantic. For a second, I thought this was going to be a slow brawl. Then I realized what it was. They'd increased the strength of gravity in the simulation. By a lot. I scraped the field and started planning. The other three meccas were heading towards me. They wanted to take me out first. That's what happens when you show up to that lobby late. Everyone makes plans without you. It was going to cost them. I moved in among the modules and beams and panel racks where they couldn't get a clear view of me and spent a few precious moments to program the crane with one hand while shoving beams and fasteners and cables into a module with the other. Then I grabbed a beam in my right hand and a fastener in my left and walked out into the field, stomping off to one side away from my building site as the crane lowered a module into position. These players were smarter than the ones in the first round. No one was hanging back. They had been starting to spread out, and one was definitely on their way to sneak around behind me but my new position brought them all back together and heading towards me. They must have watched the first round clips because they were well-spaced and keeping an eye on my crane, just like I wanted them to. Want more Futures Mecca? And want it sooner? Visit patreon.com slash futuresmecca.